Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Good morning, Carvin. So last week we talked a little bit about mental health and about the effect that the really strong effect that leaders have on on people's mental health. Just as coworkers, the three of us can sit here and be silly about annoying each other, uh, but coworkers are are a big piece of what's your mental state in the workplace and how do we help each other just sort of interested in what you guys think like as co-workers as a how do we treat each other in society what have we maybe lost touch with in the last couple of years and what's a good reminder of where we should be headed here you know one of our previous podcast is called No Jerks at Work. And it is one of our more popular ones. And I think there's a reason for that. I think we've all worked with jerks in the workplace. And, you know, we talk about the fact that bad bosses, there's a prevalence of bad bosses. Uh, We're also seeing an awful lot of jerks at work. And I would say we're seeing more jerk-like behavior maybe than ever before. Scott, what are you with when you're out talking with, you know, the folks that you're working with? What are you seeing? I see that behavior in general. I also see back to high school. There are cliques. And it seems like more and more cliques and sub cliques creating separation in teams or separation in departments. And and I, I do believe people don't intend to draw those lines and put up those walls. I, I don't think they're coming in and being like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, I really like ta- Carmen. I'm going to spend time with Carmen. I'm not going to spend time with Tammy, but Tammy really would like to spend time with Carmen and me, but we're, we don't really invite her. We don't include her. I don't believe people are like, we like the power. We yeah, like the power of that. Yeah. Playing mean girls. I don't think in general people are doing that. I think you, people are becoming more and more self focus, me focused versus us focused. Well, a piece about that. And, you know, so I just got back from a conference, um, not a huge conference, 500 people. However, I knew a bunch of folks at this conference. There's a phrase, birds of a feather flock together. You could watch at this conference, um, people from the same organization, the people from the same association, they all would, when there was meals, when there was a place to sit at a breakout session, they'd sit together. And I think that is really normal. It's my comfort zone. I know these people, I don't know those people. And so I'll get into my comfort zone. And when we get into our comfort zones, eventually that becomes a click. Because if the five of us or the three of us or whatever that number is, is talking, it's hard for us to invite anybody else in. It's also hard for anybody else to step 
into that space as well, even if they wanted to. And so part of that piece is I want to be comfortable. And so I go do what's comfortable for me. But Scott, you also said something really important there. There's also this, it is about me. Okay. I have the right, you know, someone else shouldn't step on my toes. We have really moved from a place where it's better for the whole, even if it's not better for me. We simply, oftentimes I am seeing it's about me and I don't really care about the whole. And that piece is really, it, I have to, I'll tell you, it bothers me. It bothers me that I am so self-focused, you know, that society seems to be more self-focused than they have been in the past and not recognizing the downside of that thinking to others. And if we put it inside of an organization, we can see it play out. I know it's playing out all over the world, but when we sit and put it inside of an organization, we can see it play out in a way that is very harmful. We could go and we could say, well, yeah, it's the the quiet quitting article I've read that, hey, we've supposedly moved past that and now it's pushing back on your boss. Yep. You look at this and some people will, will say, well, it's it's my boss. And some people say, well, no, those you know, the workforce needs to understand it. The reality is, is we all need to understand and look at it in a holistic way. Well, and I do think it's really fair because I can think earlier in my career was I probably not, was I a little more self-centered about what I wanted to accomplish? Yes. As I've theoretically matured. Theoretically. Theoretically is an important word here. Um, I do believe, you know, one thing was, hey, how could we do this where I could develop and grow? And the organization could win. And I love one of our clients actually wrote in their strategy the, that development. And I'm not going to do it justice, but I'll, I'll give you the, the summary. When they talk about um, staff development and people development, that it is a balance of growth for that person. and to further the mission of the organization. And I'm like, that is exactly the right perspective that yes, we, we want to grow people and we both want to win. You know, years and years ago, and Carmen, I don't even know if you know the story, but years and years ago, when Scott and I first met Scott, actually, we were talking about having me come in and just do a lunch and learn. And we were negotiating a price and Scott had a very set budget and that budget was much lower than my daily rate for that kind of work. And I remember telling him at the time, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't put pantyhose on for that amount of money. And Scott burst out laughing and he was like, yeah, and that's my budget. (laughs) And so he made it really, really clear that we weren't going to negotiate in that space. And so I thought, well, you know, here's the deal. I've never worked with this organization before. I would like to. So I'll tell you what, I'll do it for that price this one time. And if I do a really good job, I'm really willing to come in and prove myself. And if I do a really good job, I would like you to pay my daily rate from that point on. And you know what? I think I came in and did a good job because something like 18, 20 years later, here we are. 
The other side of it, though, is, is that Scott kept his word. And when the next contract came, and by the way, it was a contract for the whole year, not just for a day engagement, he paid me my daily rate. And I remember he and I talked, Scott, you and I talked about this. And we talked about the fact that it had to be a win-win. He needed to have something that was really good for the organization. And I needed to be paid at a rate that would work for my organization so that my organization could succeed long-term. We do need to look at our relationships at work in that way. We need to do what's right for staff. Win. They need living wages. They need to be paid in a way that meets what the market expects in that spot. We need to create cultures and environments and systems and processes that allow them to thrive. We need to be like human in the workplace. And so there's all of that. And we need to do that, not because of each individual, but because each individual is inside of that system. We need to look at that and say, and how do we ensure that all of the people inside of that system win? And I will say, I think the DEI Jedi work is part of that piece about saying, you know, don't worry all about you. Look at the system. And Scott, we've been doing a lot of work with like first team, which has been a very interesting transition with executive teams. The, the concept of first team for if you're not familiar with this, I believe it comes out of uh, Lencioni's, one of his books, about organizational health, the advantage. Sorry, I blanked on the name of the book for a moment. The concept is as a member of this team, as a member of the leadership team, my first team is to the organization, which means I need to make decisions for the organization first, then my team or my vertical. I see this play out in leadership teams I see this play out in boards. So you have boards of directors who are customers or have some kind of relationship with the organization that they're a board member for. And it's like, no, as a member of the board, your first team is the board and your decisions are are to further whatever that organization's mission is. It's no different than I spent time on a school board. And what, you know, as a school board member, you have a responsibility to uphold the longevity of the school. And it is not about you saying, well, I want math to be better. For my kid. For my kid. <laughs> if that's my kid's reason, math whiz. <laughs> and, you know, and the other Lencioni book that to me this connects with is The Motive. Correct. So if you go be a school board member because you want math to be better for your kid, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think we see this play out in organizations. So over and over and over again, think about the organizations where each department is fighting for themselves. Each department is fighting for the resources. Each department is saying, I need to beat that team over there so that I look better, we look better. We have an organization that has, 
you know, has a department that basically is saying we're better than everybody else. And as soon as you do this thing where we're better or we need to beat or we need to fight for resources, we are not working for the whole. And when we don't work for the whole first team, the organization, when we don't work for the whole, we start then at cross purposes. And as soon as we do this thing where we are using any kind of time, energy, resources, anything to fight others inside of our organization, that's wasted excellence. Now we can come in and sit down and say, what's the best use of this resource right now and have that conversation. And that's important. Okay. Because we do need to come in agreement. Things that happen behind the scenes, you know, the scheming, the fighting, the politicking, all of that is completely wasted excellence. Let's just have the conversation and make a decision and know that sometimes I am going to have to give on my side in order for the entire organization to win. And that's okay, because if the entire organization wins, I still win. So that thing, this is something that we saw it a long time ago. And maybe, Scott, even before you were in consulting, because I do have a few years on you, that, that solo. But then we came together, but recently we're really seeing this divide, this selfishness instead of the power of one. What would we recommend for an individual? I can't change someone else. I can't, I can demand it. I can recommend it. I can coach. I can guide. What, what are things you can do as an individual to shift this? Do you know, Scott, I love that question because railing against it is one thing. Figuring out um, techniques, tools, methodologies to shift is actually like what we need to do. And I will tell you, I think one of them is just simply asking great questions. So, hey, it's like in this space, if I'm on a leadership team, asking a question that says something like, guys, if we were to work on this together, what would it look like? Or if I'm talking to an individual, I'll say, hey, how could we both win? Or the question, how, are, how will this benefit all of us? And so in that space, I think there's some really great questions that then turn people's perspective from internal to external. Um, I talked about Cy Wakeman in the last uh, podcast. I'm going to bring up another quote of hers. If we were to act in a way that was great, the best of us, how would we act? These are questions that I think take us from that internal thinking to external thinking. I have two. Um, one is one is fun. You could mess with people who are breaking the system. I may from time to time do that occasionally, purely for my self-enjoyment. That really fits with our theme. It of does. Not being how selfish. Do become, how do you become just, more? Just become more annoying. Yeah. More <laughs> annoying, more selfish. <laughs> Yeah. Scott's still working on that emotional maturity piece, but I no, I'm well aware that I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's naughty. I think the second one was probably one of the most impactful books personal I have personally read is Leadership and Self-Deception. Oh, I love that book. And that piece of from reading that book 
and thinking about where is your mind in relationship with the mo- what's going on in that moment can become very powerful. It's a little bit humbling to read that book when you think about the, the concepts. I will tell you, Scott, one of the things that happened in that particular book, and guys, that book has been around a long time, but as you read it, it's, you know, it's saying, you know, this is the premise of the book and da, 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 da. And if you're reading this and thinking this book is for someone else, please know you're in self-deception. This book is for you. And I think this happens all the time. As you hear people talk about stuff, you're like, so-and-so needs to hear this. Ah, you need to hear this. This is the message for you. It's not how other people need to grow and become more. It's how you need to grow and become more. So I actually love that book. I love that concept. And I do know that, hey, yes, take steps to be great. Ask those questions. Expand perspectives so that we start to call it, name it, right? Say, hey, I I think we need to think about the whole here. And actually, when you call people to greatness, they usually will at least respond in a positive way. But the other side is if you hear yourself looking at other people and saying they're the problem, maybe you need to look at you. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box, and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.